Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, the weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum. My co-host is drinking uh, Dr. Pepper from a McDonald's cup right now, so give him a second. He'll, he'll be right with us. And I'm your other recently refreshed host, Jordan Dennis. And uh, this is a kind of... Very late. Very late episode where we're catching up for last week. We've been busy. We've been some busy bees. We have. It's been very hard to line up our schedules lately. But this week we are talking about last week's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and we are talking about this week's Cocaine Bear. Before we get into all that, how you doing, Jordan? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm Feels like it's been fucking forever since we did one of these. Fuck. Yeah. We've been getting bread. We've been I mean, getting... yeah, fucking working our asses off and shit on the grind set. Grind set. For sure. You've been watching anything? So, I watched a couple movies, rewatches. Um, rewatched War of the Worlds. Burn. Heat. Yes, that Spiel, was hard. Spielberg on Spielberg. Um, it'd be a, ma- a literal masterpiece without the last uh, like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Which are pretty are pretty a rough derail. That's word. Yeah. But word. everything else it's is fine. It's been a while. So how how does does that movie end like the novel? Yes. Okay. Um yeah, it ends yeah, like the novel. Where it's yeah. like the common cold or whatever fucking mm. kills okay, word. It's yeah, it's, it's been a minute since I've watched that movie. But it's it's so well. Can can you count that against the movie though for just adapting the ending of the book? Uh I don't know. Or I, is it the way it's like presented? I need I to, think, I need to I rewatch that. I think it's both. Okay, word. But either way, great movie. I'm and then I rewatch that. Malignant, which I also I love. Uh, yeah, you're fucking malignant, let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then I'll watch some TV, but I'll let you go first. Uh, all I rewatch I did was uh, The Harder They Fall. Oh, uh, nice. I, I showed our roommate that. That movie goes so hard. Uh, I can't believe that was not a fucking cultural landmark when that came out. That should have left a crater in, in, in society. Yeah, you think people would like that one more. Yeah, that, that should have been a crowd pleaser. Including and, me. And it just, uh, just didn't really do it for people. But I think that movie's rocks. Yeah, one of the best of that year. A lot of TV, though. We've been watching a lot of TV recently. We just finished season two of Succession. Oh, uh, shit. Not a bad show. episode in the whole thing. No. It's incredible. This show is so fucking good. Dude. So well written. All the characters are so unlikable, but so likable. And and uh, it's like, uh, how did Holly Hunter put it when she's talking to Logan? Like, I can tell you're lying, but you're just so, like, like pleasing and like affable yeah yeah it's that's exactly how i feel watching this show like oh they're all they're all such bad people but like they're they're baby girls like um i'd give season two a nine just because i think it might get better from here so for sure i would also give season two a nine yeah i think season one is like a nine and a like a 9.2 9.1 for me I, i prefer season one just a little bit more I'd have to rewatch two, two or one again. I have to rewatch one. Season but. two has a lot of highlights and like a lot of great moments. And yeah. I just I don't know something about season one, Kendall versus Logan. Something about that is is really really like. Well, we're gonna. Well, get, I was, uh, no spoilers, but it looks like we're headed in that direction once again. Um, but yeah, both of the first two seasons are nine out of tens for me. So. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's a per, it's a near perfect show. Near like perfect, it's incredible. Yeah. 
I think it's just going to get better. How's The Last of Us going? Very good. Very good. Uh, Bella Ramsey's The Kisses, The Kisses a Girl. She does. She's so good. She's so good yeah. in that show. She's going to get an Emmy nomination. Is this another episode that uh, people people are like, this is feller. Yes. Yeah, we're... Why, why are people online stupid? Particularly, why are Last of Us fans the worst? Can I, you answer that question? It's been this way since part two. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know. And I think people, every time they see a character episode or a flashback episode, they're like, this is filler. Yeah. People, I, I saw a tweet response, like it was one of those tweets, and then someone quote tweeted that with, these people would never have survived Lost. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real TV? No. These people, yeah. Where like, there were like 23 episode seasons. Cliffhangers and, like, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Not every episode has to move the plot a million miles to not be filler. No, it's, like, I mean, it's a TV show. You if, it, if it gives you character motivation and purpose, yeah. then and it's not filler. And here's the thing. Filler's fine sometimes. Sometimes you need filler. Like, the last of a story is not very long. Yeah. So, in order to, like, make it fit the format and take advantage of the medium, yeah. they are adding things that, like, I guess you could consider filler in the sense that they are filling in the gaps. Yeah. But that doesn't make it, like, a negative, you know right. what I mean? Sometimes you need filler yeah. to, like, en enhance and expand yeah. on stuff. I, the show's great. It's a nine for me as well. Fuck yeah. So far. What's, what's Two keeping more. it from a ten? Uh, every once in a while, a presentation thing, a bit of, Word. a bit of editing, a, a little st Stumbles edit. every once in a while. A couple things. Word, okay. But, but, but I mean, like, what, at that point, like, what is it even? But it's the best video game adaptation. No, oh, dude, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Come on. Oh boy. Too bad you. We'll, we'll be talking we'll about die. some more uh, video game adaptations uh, soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What else have we been watching? Oh, uh, I, I, I rewatched a little bit of Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, catch up to catch up before season three came out. Oh, Mandalorian. Uh, first episode was all right, actually. I, I, I'm, I'm mixed. I'm mixed on a lot of it. Star Wars is just. Not what it used to be. Hit or miss for me now. Yeah. Um, I still need to finish Andor. I, I kind of fell off of that. Um, but this was really good. Um, because uh, I'm on the one hand, I'm uh, spoilers for the Mandalorian. I guess like if you haven't seen the book of Boba Fett, he reunites with Grogu, and it's kind of not really addressed in this. Like he has a conversation with Carl Weathers about it, and that's really it. Yeah. Um, and. I, like again, like I know it's just the first episode or whatever, but there, like, Grogu just doesn't like do anything, and I'm like, okay, like did you just bring him back because he's cute and like marketable? So I, I'm obviously I'm willing to see like whether or not they do do anything with him, but so far I just I'm kind of like maybe you shouldn't have brought him back. I don't know. But on the other hand, I really like Mando's like arc and story in this. I really like what they're setting him up to do. It's very like low stakes very personal something that he needs to do like okay. for himself it's uh he he has to i i you know i won't i won't spoil too much but basically he has to go to uh to the planet mandalore and perform this like ceremony to like redeem himself in the eyes of his like religion yeah so it's very like you know it almost feels like some uh some like daredevil shit or something like that you know what i mean like <laughs> bless you he has to go like baptize himself and, That's uh, it's, it's cool. It's a it's, it's a cool journey. I'm excited to see him. Uh, one day I'll watch the Mandalorian. It's good, man. Season one is like a nine for me. I fucking love season one. Season two is like a seven and a half. I know that's a hot take. I guess I'm not a huge fan of season two. Um, my b big Star Wars take is that CGI Luke Skywalker shouldn't exist and should just be Ahsoka. It's terrible. Dude. And, uh, you could have Ahsoka fill Luke Skywalker's role in every single section of. 
The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, and it would make complete sense. Because fucking, oh yeah, god damn it, I'm gonna rant about the Mandalorian, I'm sorry. But, like, she's there on the planet with Luke Skywalker anyway, so it's not like you couldn't bring Rosario Dawson in. Like, she's in all the makeup and shit, so, like, clearly you can afford it. It just, like, it's it's just, like, like, I guess it's not the more obvious choice, but it's the choice that makes the most sense. And Luke Skywalker just felt like such a weird, out-of-left-field inclusion that really, especially, like, right at the end, really leaves a sour taste in your mouth at the end of that second season. Yeah. It kind of ruins, like, a big emotional moment where he has to give up Grogu. Whereas, if that had been a Soka, which was actually, uh, like, set up at the beginning of the season. And also an actual actor. <laughs> exactly. An actual actor giving a performance. Just fucking... Whatever. Uh, Mandalorian, episode one, season three, though, is pretty good. Three and a half out of five. Okay, cool. You want to get into these? Let's get into some fucking mid, man. <sighs> Marvel, they're making movies, lots of them. Too many, some might say. TV shows, too. A lot of them I don't really care for. Yeah. Um, they got a new one. Paul Rudd, Ant-Man 3. Did you even know there were two other Ant-Man movies? This one sucks, dude. I don't even want to beat around the bush here. This shit was mid. Poo-poo ass. But, like, it's so... It's like a black hole of mid, where it's, like, on first glance... I'm kind of just like, oh, it's just another mid-Marvel movie. But the more I think about it, and the more I let it sit in my brain and rot and fester like a fucking, like, nuclear meltdown reactor, it just, it just melts and toxifies everything. This shit sucks, bro. Yeah, it's not good. Um, That's not, <laughs> this new Ant-Man movie, it's, uh... It's not good. It's not good. Uh, where do you even start with this one, dude? So, the plot of this one is that Ant-Man is kind of readjusting to life after being snapped for he, He's in the years. least interesting point of his life. Everything is going well for him, and he has no, no worries or conflicts whatsoever. And he's kind of, you know, bonding with Cassie, who is much older now, because yeah. he's been gone. Yeah, for... she looks completely different. I don't know what's, what's <laughs> weird about that. Um, and she is kind of been experimenting with sending signals down to the quantum like, realm. Like communicating with it. And someone hears those signals and kind of pulls them into the quantum realm. Her, the two of them, and then... Uh, the Wasp and the old people who don't want to be there. Yep. And uh, they get sucked into a kooky world. Star Wars adventure. Yeah, Osmosis Jones. Um, yep. Can you tell me the name of a single character that isn't from another movie or Kang? Well, yeah, I guess he's from another thing, but... Broccoli, man. I don't know. I don't broccoli, know broccoli. Like, from... <laughs> Hold up. Did you know that there's a character in Naruto named Broccoli? Y yes. That's crazy. They wild for that one. Anyway. Um, um, I will... You know what? Let's get the good out of the way first. Paul Rudd and Jonathan Majors are trying their absolute fucking darndest in this. They are acting their asses off, I think. Like, like, yeah. like, I don't, like, I don't, like, I mean, obviously it's still, like, a good performance for a Marvel movie, you know, but just, yeah. like, clearly they're the only ones, like, putting any effort in, where you have, like, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer and, oh, Catherine yeah. Newton, man, fucking, oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, another good, there's, like, maybe one set piece of kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit. While it suffers from all the same problems as the rest of the movie, the probability storm scene was at least something creative. And, and I gotta say, I think both of the movies we're gonna talk about today suffer from this problem. Great idea on paper. Yeah. Not so good in execution. Like, conceptually, there's a lot of stuff here that should be sound, but I think, like, and obviously this can kind of segue us into the bad, but just, like, 
the really shoddy effects work, like, really does this movie no favors. Like, if this movie at least looked terrific, like a fuck, like a phase one movie, if this looked like the first Iron Man or something, at least then I can yeah, stomach yeah. some of, like, some of, like, the more cliche, like, corny, like, plot elements or whatever. I think it, whatever. it genuinely might be uglier than the Star Wars prequels. It's, it's pretty fucking rough to look at, man. It, like, the green screen work is, is genuinely embarrassing yeah, at times. Yeah, no, it, the Star Wars prequels are a correct comparison. That's exactly what I thought of while watching this. Yeah, and, and... It never feels tangible. It never feels practical. No. Nothing about it. It, it, it literally feels like if they walked back ten feet, they would crash into the volume. Like they just walk into a glass screen. Exactly. Um, and I, I, and obviously that's due to like, you know, crunches and shit. Like that's like studio interference and stuff like that. So I don't know how much I can blame like the creatives for that and just like like how much of that is like on Marvel you know what I mean yeah. trying to like either way. trying to make a product instead of a fucking movie but either way it's fucking ridiculous you also have major pacing issues and structural yeah, issues that come with yeah. having uh, several main characters and it's basically split between two parties the whole movie too, too many characters in this movie 100% it's yeah the acts the old people yeah they, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas do not need to be here I know uh, Janet kind of has like a relationship with Kang. That, she does. That's kind of alluded but... to, but like it, it doesn't amount to anything. So you don't need it in the movie. It's just, so, uh, we were just talking about good filler. This is bad filler. Like it's just, it just feels like you're giving these characters like you're straining credibility to like give them these relationships just to give them a reason or to just be have in the Michael movie. Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer trying to get them out of the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Or you could, or I don't know, maybe get Ant-Man's friends who are just nowhere to be found in this movie? I would, Except T.I., don't get hit What back. I would do is I wouldn't structure it like a twist. I would, are we spoiling this? Uh, yeah, let's get into spoilers. Uh, I gave this a two and a half initially. It's probably closer to a two for me now. Uh, it's a generous two for me. I'm being nice. Yeah. I'm being nice. Um, Be nice to the big corporate. What I, what I would do is so it opens with that scene of Kang's ship crashing. Yeah, I would just immediately put the scene where Hershey's trying to fix it, and then he's the villain and escapes. Yeah, right yeah. after that, that is all pre-credits. Exactly, and because that's the way to get all the backstory of her character's connection with Kang out. And then just go for it. It doesn't need to be a twist because no one. Yeah, because, no, because everyone, everyone knows. knows Kang is a villain. Like that's not. It was in Loki. It's just there. Because it's like a checklist. Every Marvel movie is paced exactly the fucking same. Like, oh, this is the Act 2 twist. Like, What does this movie tell you about Kang that Loki doesn't? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Kang, Kang, okay, here's something you probably don't want to hear out there, Marvel nerds. Um, Kang is lame as fuck in this movie. He doesn't do anything. He's not intimidating. He's kind of just, like, all swagger and no... No backup? It's, like It's the problem of everyone talking about how menacing he is without he, him doing anything. Like, he, like uh, think about this. When, when Thanos is introduced in Infinity War, the very first thing he does is kill Loki and beat up the Hulk. And kill uh, Heimdall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a great way to establish that this guy is a real threat. What does Kang do when he first shows up? argues with Michelle Pfeiffer and subjugates a bunch of characters we've never met. Yeah. Don't really care. And we haven't even gotten into MODOK. Oh my god, I forgot he was in this fucking Who, who looks terrible and has a change of heart motivation a for weird some redemption. reason. Well again, because they're all structured the exact same. The secondary villain has to get a redemption because like we have to make toys of him so he's like, it can't be unlikable. 
the writing is just so terrible, awful, and, awful shit. Yeah, this is sloppy even by Marvel standards. I take Lord, Thor: Love and Thunder over this any day of the week. And then it ends, and you're wondering like, what was the point? Does it end or does it just stop? Is just, that? Yeah, it, and then there's an after credit scene, Citadel of Kings, I guess. Great. And then there's a promo for Loki, which looks great. It looks awesome. Uh, a show I like. Yeah. yeah. Not a great start to Phase 5, gotta no. say, Marvel. Limping over the starting line. God, what else is there to say? Evangeline Lilly gets, like, five lines, which is probably for the best. Um, yeah, I just... I, I don't I, I don't care to think on this movie anymore. Two out of five. This sucks. I hope Guardians is better. Generous 2. It's not good, and I wouldn't recommend it. Cocaine Bear. A bear... Has done cocaine. Based on a true story, but not really, because it kind of. Based, based on a, a Tumblr post that went viral for sure. Yeah. Um, this movie is set in like the eighties, eighty-five, something okay. like that, in the in the Appalachian woods, I think Georgia, where uh, a drug cartel has dumped their load over the forest, um, and a, a wild black bear has gotten its hands on some of the cocaine, and wouldn't you know, it does the cocaine, and that sends the bear. On spiraling on a murderous rampage that interconnects these this colorful cast of kooky characters as they go on this uh, adventure. Sh- adventure shenanigans. Yeah, sure. Eh. Yeah, this one was disappointing. Uh, it, which which really hurts to say because I was really excited for this. It certainly has its moments. Yeah. Mostly in the middle act. The middle I, act's fun. I wonder if. Uh, I'm thinking about it, and I'm just like, I, I wonder, like, what went wrong here in terms of, like, like, is this really the movie they wanted to make? Like, is this every idea they had for a bear on cocaine? I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it feels almost like, and it's not the whole movie, but it feels like it's almost, it's trying to be trashy, but not try, but not at the same time. It's trying to have its cake and eat it too. It kind of makes me think. Elizabeth Banks maybe wasn't the best choice. Yeah. It gives me the same vibes of that meme where that lady is in the grocery store and she puts like a frozen bag of peas on her head and then it says like, oh my god, she's so crazy. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that. Like I feel like Elizabeth Banks thinks she's making this like wild and crazy and like kooky, quirky, oh my god, isn't it a bear on cocaine? But like her, I think her as a as an elite, an, an elitist liberal white woman living in like Los Angeles, California. Her threshold for weirdness is not on the level of of the average everyday consumer who would be interested in something like cocaine bear. Yeah. That yeah. being said, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Um, every scene with the bear is good. I, I agree with you. The middle act is where the movie shines. The middle, there, the middle act there's, is good. There's a, a particular set piece on an ambulance that's really fun. Very fun. Um, um, yeah, yeah, the middle act is, is what you came here for. Yes. What you came to the movie for. It, it unfortunately tries to juggle a lot of fucking human characters and so make them many. all work. And it's just like, it's not even the fact, I, I don't think this is really a case of too many characters. It's that you just spend too much time with them and not with the fucking bear. Like, this movie is so afraid to, like, focus on the fucking, uh, on the bear, even though that's your title character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think maybe that's what's missing here. I think the bear could have just used a little more, like, character and personality. Like, show more scenes of it just, like, fucking around on cocaine. That's what I came there to see, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't need all this, like... I know. 
boring, like, human dribble. It's the Godzilla problem. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, I, I don't... And I don't know if that's a budgetary thing, maybe, or not, but, like... Potentially. Because there's a lot of th- moments I notice in this um, where, like, the bear is, like, killing someone or there's gore, but it's, like, just out of frame. Like, there's that moment where Jesse Tyler Ferguson is hanging... Uh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, where he's, like, hanging out of the tree, getting chomped on, but it's, like, just above yeah, where the frame that. of the camera That ends. scene is pretty egregious for not showing the bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I... I don't know. I, the thing is, amidst the rough first act, I was still like kind of into it. And yeah. then the middle happened. I was like, I'm having fun. The last 30 minutes stall so hard for yeah. me. I it, was bored. It takes place. I've seen it the gazebo takes way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And there's like 80 characters. The pacing is just really off here. Um, and then, yeah, by the last, like, 15 minutes when they're on a great cliff at night and there's not much interesting it's to look at, and I was just not, I was ready for it to be over. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, yeah, ready I'm done to, here. I'm ready to go home. They take way too much time with the, the drug plot after a while, yeah. and they forget the bear a little bit. Just, they're like, they're like, shoot, we gotta resolve the Ray Liotta stuff. The Ray Liotta? Nah, just show the fucking bear. Yeah. It, it's like they were overcomplicating it. Yeah, like like they should have boiled it. This should have been the easiest fucking thing in the world to do, man. And then they just kind of like they tried to make it something it wasn't. Yeah, it's too concerned with being like uh, a, an actual movie. Now I want to get into spoilers for some of my favorite scenes. Yeah, of course. But uh, this is a two and a half. Th- very light three for me. I think I can just get it over the hump. Yeah. Um, the best scene is, as you mentioned, is the ambulance scene. Margot Martindale gets ground into ground beef. That is the funny, yeah. That that whole scene, like, starting with the paramedics, like, getting to the cabin yeah. is great, because she's listening to the heartbeat of Margot Martindale, and that's playing, like, in the background over the yeah. whole scene, I like that touch. And it's just a really great set piece that, like, keeps moving, yeah. and, um... That, no, that is, that is without a doubt the highlight of the whole movie. Yeah. I was like, on a high, I was like, oh, I'm ready for more bear shenanigans. And, and that's when the movie dies. Yep, right after that, there's like, okay, no more bear stuff. Um, there's other uh, fun scenes, that kid getting shot in the face by Margot Martindale made yep. me laugh really hard. One of the biggest laughs I got was right at the beginning, when they were like saying some things about the bear, like in quotations, and yeah. then they said source Wikipedia. <laughs> I, did, I, I, did get a, I did get a laugh out of that. Um, I think the first big chuckle it got out of me was when the guy is dropping the drugs and he fucking hits his head on the goddamn plane. That was funny. <laughs> you know um, what? I will give it this. The movie is funny. Yeah, I, I, think, I laughed. I, you know, like, at least the jokes, like, weren't bombing all the time. No. A couple... They kept doing this very strange editing thing where they, like fade into, like, a fantasy imagination for, like, five seconds. Yeah. And then fade back. They did that, like, maybe six or seven times. It very strange. Weird. Strange weird. choice. But you know what? She's making choices, Elizabeth Banks, and I respect that. She is making choices. Um, the weekend of mid, huh? Yeah. I, I like, I, I don't even know what else. Wish it was weirder. That. That's, that's really my, my big take. Well, you had mentioned that... The main character should be the mom and the kids. Yeah, like they, they should be the focus because the whole, you know, like you find out the bear is like a mo- as a as a you know female and a mother and like like that. There's something there, like like thematically, you know what I mean? Like I think, like you could totally have like all the Aaron Reich and, o- and O'Shea Jackson still be like side characters or whatever, but like I think you just focus too much on them yeah. and not on who like the main characters should be, or just focus more on the bear, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wish it was weirder. 
Two and a half. I, I like I I'm trying to look for things to say. No, I mean I like yeah, no, that's me. that's a testament to fucking. I got nothing else. It's fine. Wrap it up. All right. <laughs> if you guys like the podcast, you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. That's K R I E G H B A U M. And. Fuck, I forgot what I was supposed to say. You can follow me on Twitter at J underscore Dennis99 and on Instagram at that same name. And on Letterboxd at my name, Jordan Dennis. Kyle, do you want to tell the people what we're talking about next week? Next week we are talking about the Creed trilogy. In honor of the release of Creed 3. We might also watch Rocky Four. I don't know, but definitely the Creeds. Yep, Creed One, Two, Three. We're gonna have fun boxing. Yes, sir. One, two. It's gonna, it's gonna be a real knockout episode. You feel me? K.O. <laughs> Until then, have a nice day. Bye.